Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me Over Podcast, episode 69. We're here. 69. Oh, my God. The day has come. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host. To my right, we have the 10th wonder of the world. He is the big, bad booty daddy. He is the puncher of walls. Richard Garcia, dickalicious himself. Man, we have made it to 69 episodes, 69, 69. Can you see us and can you feel us? I have been dreaming of this day since we started the podcast. Like, I can't wait till we get to episode 69. And that was our goal. And for that, sir, we made it. We're going to go to 169, 269, 369, 469. All the 69s will be here. Every single 69 possible, dude. Um, a lot to get into this week. Uh, we were, we were going to have a big bash and a big, you know, celebratory thing. Uh, we, we actually had the hundred dollar man on board. Um, he is having, uh, he's having personal problems. Um, I don't want to make that sound like it's weird. Um, he's just, he couldn't make it today for, for, uh, for personal reasons he couldn't make it, but he's always here in spirit. He's always in our hearts. He's always in our minds. He's always in our back pockets, especially in our back pockets and in our wallets, (laughs) dude. Um, but yeah. So we couldn't get Bobby today. Byron uh, called out sick, so he's not here today. But we're, you know what? It's number 69, and we're not going to let that get us down, guys. Uh, this episode is brought to you by White Claw. It's the drink of the summer, summer 2019. It is a summer drink, dude. Uh, well, official drinks for Brad's and Chad's. Yeah, and especially have I've been drinking them, and I'm ready to fight Enzo Amore at a Blink-182 concert. Dude, we should do. We could totally kick Enzo's ass. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we can. I think we'd put up a great fight, um, but I feel like Enzo would just destroy us. Probably. I mean, especially since they have big cast in the back. I mean, you can't teach what how tall he is. You yeah. C- let me ask you this: Can, can we? Do you think we can kick Joey Janela's ass? No. 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 Well, you're right. We probably can't either. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like if if we do beat up Joey Janela, um, he's just gonna come back with like a baseball bat. And if we beat him again, he's gonna come back with a gun. So like he's gonna he's like uh, Tommy from Goodfellas. Yeah, he's he's not gonna quit. You have to murder him, uh, which is not something I want to do. So uh, we're not murderers. Don't beat us up, Joey Janela, and we won't beat you up. How's that sound? Shout out to Joey Janela. Let's get this podcast started. Oh, open up a white claw and uh, give it up to our sponsors, lapelya.com. If you're ever in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to lapelya.com, put in our promo code, put me over, and in turn, that website will put you over, and you'll get 20% off your entire order. Act now, because supplies are limited. Uh, they really got the best stuff out there, guys. So if we w- they wouldn't be a sponsor of the show if they weren't the best. We do nothing but the best things that are on that are on, in, in the world, basically. Can I get a lapel yeah? Oh, lapel yeah! Um, so definitely go check them out. And while you're doing that, if you're if you if you got the the itch to do some online shopping, why don't you go to the Put Me Over Podcast store, PutMeOver.com, for all of your Put Me Over merchandise needs and wants. Uh, you know, we got. I say it every week, and I'm gonna keep saying it. We got some of the coolest, hottest, brand new shit on the market that really will fill a put me over need in your life and uh we're gonna have a new product pretty soon are we really the put me over jug oh the put me over jug put me over jug the put me over canteen oh the put me over canteen it's actually available it's actually available you and i do have uh, exclusive copies of it uh-huh all you got to do is buy your own canteen and then go to our store and buy a sticker and slap that bad boy on boom put me over canteen what more could you ask for 
um, maybe that we make our own official ones. But that, exactly. that, it'll do. It'll do, pig. It'll do. It'll do. And uh, real quick, I just want to give one more shout out. Uh, this sponsor has been with us really since day one from the beginning. I just want to give a quick shout out to Born to Botch. If you're looking for the hottest, dankest wrestling memes online, go to Born to Botch. We're on Instagram, Twitter. Follow those guys. Those guys are freaking hilarious. You know what? Born to Botch has been a day one, and I've neglected them for the probably the past 40 some odd episodes. Uh, but definitely give Born to Botch a follow because they're worth it. And like you said, they have the dankest memes. What more do you want? You want dank memes? You want wrestling? You put them together? Boom. Born to Botch. Um, I actually have a Born to Botch canteen as well. Oh, dude. A Born to Botch cross put me over? Yep. Uh, maybe we can get something like that going in the future. Uh, it's up to those guys. <laughs> yes, it is, dude. Um, but I like the way you think, man. You know, cross promotion is what Gary V tells me to do. So if that's what Gary V believes in, I'm going to do it. Cross promotion's the future, my man. Uh, entrepreneurship is the future, my friend. Um, great, great opening to this show, guys. <laughs> With that said, let's get into the news. Let's get into some dicks, dirty news. What? Take it away, Dick. You know. This is almost like a recurring theme with Dick's dirty, Dick, Dick's dirty news that we have to start the pod, start the news off with on a bad note. Oh, bum me out, brother. I'm sorry to do this, dude, but um, th- this past week we lost one of the greatest of all time, Harley Race. I seen very sad. Um, seventy nine, seventy six, seventy six. Still a full life. I mean, one of the toughest, legit, baddest motherfuckers ever walked God's green earth. If you could give me someone. To party in a bar with between, um, you know, name your superstar. Harley Race would be at the top of the list. Oh, hell yeah. Ric Flair, I feel like, would get too drunk. Rick Harley Race would drink me under the table and then kick someone's ass if they started fucking with me. And then drive home. And then drive home. No problem. And you know what? In, there's, there's just so many stories about Harley Race where he's driven home, like, completely wasted. Not that, I mean, again, we're not endorsing it. We're not, we're not condoning it. He's driven home drunk and he's gotten away with it because just how much of a badass motherfucker that he is. I mean, Jimmy Uso, take notes. Yes, please take notes. So this is how you deal with this is how you become a legit drunk driver. <laughs> uh, but definitely rest in power, uh, Harley Race, because, you know, he, he definitely especially with the NWA title, I felt like when it, when he when he was defending it, I feel like he would die for that thing. That's how much that ten pounds of gold meant to to him to to really anybody that had that belt. He legitimized being what a world champion should be. Um, you look at how he carried the belt, how he carried himself. He always spoke very highly of himself. He believed himself. If you looked at back of his promos from back in the day, he believed he was the legitimate best wrestler in the world. That no one could top him. He could back it up not only in the ring but also outside the ring. He had he had the verbal skills. He had the physical skills. Um, you just you just don't see that anymore nowadays. Um, you you look at you look at champions now, like, in compared to someone like Harley Race, like he carried himself in a way that very few wrestlers can do. That um, he was pretty much he paved the way for. If there was no Harley Race, there'd be no Ric Flair, and of course, if there's no Ric Flair, then you wouldn't have a whole generation of top talent. Well, uh, didn't Triple H get trained by Harley Race? He I mean, he got that spine buster from Harley Race. The spine buster was by Arn Anderson. I'm sorry, the uh, the uh, knee, the, the high knee. Yeah. Yes, um, the headbutt was also a Harley Race maneuver. Um, those a lot of people don't know that was that. Yes, the headbutt. Even though he didn't do it from the top rope, he did popularize that move back in the day. 
And he even admitted that he should not have done that move because of um, looking back at it now, um, it caught CTE. You know, it's it's a very very controversial uh, topic. But um, he was actually the innovator of uh, of of the headbutt. And then another another thing I want to mention real quick about Harley is that we talk about him in the ring, but him outside of the ring, uh, he's also was a manager of champions. You, he managed uh, in WCW, especially in the early 90s. He was uh, the manager for Lex Luger and, for more, more importantly, for Vader. Uh, a lot of people remember him more so with, uh, with associating himself with Vader. I remember when he was uh, with Vader, yes. And you talk about a deadly combination with Vader and Harley Race. You don't want to fuck with those two at all. Oh, the Mastodon with Harley Race? Are you goddamn kidding me? Mm-hmm. Fuck that. I would not want to fight either of those guys. I, I wouldn't want to fight either of those guys either. <laughs> and this is how much of a badass that Harley Race is that... Um, he had a he had a check Vader, he really had a check Vader one time, and um, yeah, it was just it, it, they got into an argument backstage, and you know Harley had been I think he had been maybe in his late forties, maybe probably pushing early fifties, and he still put up a fight, and he and he made Vader look like a bitch. I believe it, because <laughs> it's oh, Harley yeah. Race. It's Harley Race, dude. Like, still to this day, I mean, you know, he he did pass away from lung cancer, but I mean, still up to his um to his last days, he was still smoking smoking red. Marble Red still drinking um, Budweisers, just being a he was he was he was a guy who was from a different era, from where a man was a man, you could say. Yeah, and you know I was reading something about um, when Harley Race was actually supposed to be at like a convention signing autographs and stuff, and um, they needed an emergency flight to get him to his doctor, and Vince McMahon without even flinching paid for not only the flight but like his doctor visit, like. Vince McMahon doesn't do that very often, uh, but True. that's how much Harley Race meant to WWE and Vince McMahon in general. Um, so thank you, Vince, for you know going the extra mile and trying to make sure that Harley Race was well taken care of. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So do you talk about like one of the like you know a lot of people have it as far as what is considered to be like one of the top five wrestlers of all time. You can make that argument, put Harley Race in that category. Um, of course, he's he's obviously from a different era, but the way that he presented himself, the way that he revolutionized not only in the ring but also outside of the ring. I mean, you could you can obviously put him in in that category as well. There will never be anyone like Harley Race to this day. Um, but he became like such a blueprint for how future world champions should be. And that, that should say a lot to the legacy of Harley Race. So definitely Absolutely. rest in peace, Harley Race. Um, what else we got, Dick? Well, now that we got the depressing news out of the way, um, let's just go into AEW. We got some more AEW news. Are you guys surprised by that? I I love I love AEW news. Yes. Keep bringing it on, We brother. keep bringing it on, man. Uh, and, um, you know, there's going to be more news coming along as we get closer and closer to October. Um, they did announce uh, some more shows coming up. Their first, second, and third shows, as a matter of fact. Um, their October 9th show, which is going to be their second show, is going to be in Boston and October 16th in Philadelphia. So they're definitely hitting up the big markets. Uh, those are definitely two of the biggest wrestling markets in the country. Philly. Philly and Boston. Boston. Um, I feel like they're just going to hit that East Coast pretty hard. Why um, not? That's Vince McMahon's territory. That Northeast, the, the Northeast is definitely uh, Vince's territory. Um, the question is when it's 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 not if but when when are they going to get to New York? When are they going to have a show? 
either at Barclays or at MSG. It's only going to be a matter of time. Fuck it, run Hammerstein. I mean, they could even run Hammerstein if they want if if they absolutely easily need to do that. easily could run Hammerstein and sell it out in seconds. Um, now, as far as the actual where the where the shows are going to be at. Um, I let me see if we can find something as far as where it's going to be. October 9th is going to be at the um, Agons Arena, which is not going, which is um, a, which is an arena that holds up to about eight thousand for uh, for pro wrestling. So it's not a very, it's a big arena, but not like the. Um, they know they're not going to sell out the Garden. Yes, and it, it's not it's not as big as the Garden, and uh, for. For Philadelphia, it's going to be the Leocora Center, which is not going to be the actual arena where the si- where the Sixers play. Their their arena is going to be about like six seven thousand people, which is fine. I mean, we talked about it last week where we mentioned like it, what would be better for them to have a big arena and put on a, a put on a big show and have maybe four or five thousand people, or sell out an eight thousand arena in a secondary building. I say you sell out the smaller ones and build from there, because. It it'd be you'd, it'd be a waste of money to try to go for a big building and not be able to sell it out. Sell out the small ones and then you go from there. Just like with anything, you start small and then get bigger. I agree. Um, so you can almost guarantee they're coming to Ontario. You know, I mean, Ontario's not a bad arena. I mean, and for those that don't know, um, the Citizens Bank Arena is actually in Ontario, California, which is outside of the L.A., which is outside of Los Angeles. It's where they usually run SmackDown, though. Correct. Yeah, it, it's usually they run SmackDown. It's basically a miniaturized version of the Staples Center, which is not a bad arena in itself right there. They can, um, I think, um, for, for the first show, they, they did the smart move and to have it in, a, in, a, in an actual major arena at, um, in, in Washington, D.C., having about a 14,000 uh, venue because they're going to have that people. And it turns out that they sold out within minutes. There is a demand for it, so it's going to be there. But the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth shows, like all those shows after that, that's going to determine whether or not there is going to be a demand for AEW. Yeah, you make the big splash where you know you're going to get the demand, and then you know you know it's going to kind of taper off with with anything. It's going to taper off a little bit. So get those smaller smaller arenas and build from there. You heard it here first, guys. Business one hundred one with A three K. Oh, I think that should be a new segment right there. I mean, I could, you know. Um, actually, speaking of people that are starting up, uh, starting small. It looks like NWA is going to be going head-to-head, apparently. Uh, they're going to be launching in October, along with AEW and NXT, which we'll get to. Um, they're going to be filming in Atlanta. And I don't know if it's going to be on a network or, or anything but that, but they are going to actually be doing NWA TV from Atlanta. Um, so we'll see where that what, – what comes of that? Are they going to get a, a big deal, you think? Are they going to make a big deal? I don't know. It's going to be very difficult, but they're definitely taking advantage of uh, the fact that AEW is debuting in October, and they're and this AEW effect. I mean, we um, we talked about it a few minutes ago, um, right before we recorded, that it it is affecting a lot of people in a lot of ways. I mean, Billy Corgan made the announcement that they're going to go um, live in October in Atlanta, and for those that don't know, that's where um, that's where WCW that that was their headquarters even before. Mm-hmm. They became WCW when it was uh, Jim Crockett. When they when they had it in North Carolina, they moved it over to Atlanta, where they had the major studios. There's a lot of symbolism with that. So I think um, that they, they want to compete and want to be like the NWA old to compete with AEW. I think that's fine. I mean, I, I've I've always said I think competition really is what drives the wrestling business. You want to have a lot of good companies out there. You want to have where people can go to other places and um, not only wrestle. 
but also compete as well. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. Where do you think they're going to end up? I, mean, I think, like, a YouTube streaming would be ideal. Like, a la MLW, because MLW is doing the same thing as well. They have a YouTube streaming as well, where they have a, a, a weekly streaming event. I think if they do that um, and they can get a consistent audience, um, I think they'll they'll be able to, to be around the same level as MLW. Yeah. Um, maybe not AEW yet because um, they, they, they there's may so not much ha- hype. There is so much. There, n- there's so much hype with AEW. They have a, a, a network deal with uh, with TNT. That's a huge deal in itself right there. Um, and then without that TV deal, you're not going to get exposure to um, everyone else. But I think having it on YouTube is a good alternative and. Um, We'll see where we go from there. I mean, I, I just hope that they can actually, um, that like I said, the more people that actually are involved and are competing with WWE, I think it's going to be better for everyone. Also coming in uh, with some more AEW news. Sorry, Dick, I don't mean to take over your uh, your shtick. Here. No, 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 no. Uh, no but th- there's been three new women announced. They're going to actually do a casino battle royale at the buy-in for All Out. Um, you got Ivelisse. You also have Jazz, who's from ECW. Correct. Um, and then you also have Teal Piper, the daughter of Roddy Roddy Piper. Um, I didn't know she was a wrestler. I didn't know that either till 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 right now, actually. Um, yes, they, they did a video. They did the Road to All Out, which is they, the great series that they do for all of their ba- pay-per-views. Uh, but Teal Piper announced that she will be in the All Out or the Casino Royale. Casino... Ah. She'll be in the buy-in on the Casino Battle Royale, um, which the winner of that gets a women's title match. So kind of what they did last year um, with the uh, with the Battle Royale. So, I mean, Ivelisse is a huge get, too. I don't know if she's like, officially signed or anything like that, but she's definitely a great wrestler, and I'm, I'm excited to see her in AEW. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm surprised she hasn't been picked up by anyone yet. Um, NXT had her. They had her for a little. They had her years ago. But I think the fact that she did find a, a, a resurgence in Lucha Underground, that helped out a lot. Oh, yeah. Lucha Underground, she was a boss. She dude. was a boss in, in Lucha Underground. And, you know, let's see if this, this leads into whether or not that she does become um, full-time at AEW. Um, she's absolutely a talent that does deserve a break. She deserves a second chance. I mean, she may even go back to NXT for all we know. You know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's, it's weird seeing uh, Mia Yim come out. In the same gimmick as Ivelisse does. That's true. You're absolutely right. Uh, with the bandana, the backwards hat. Um, so Mia we'll Yim NXT is basically Ivelisse Lucha Underground. Yeah, that's a good analogy. That's a great analogy, dude. I'm just saying, dude. We're not the new, 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 new world order of podcasting for no reason. That's true. Uh, what else we got, Dick? Well, since we're on the subject of, of AEW and we're talking about the AEW effect, um, WWE recently did announce that um, even though this has been rumored for a good while or so. That NXT is going to be going on FS1 on Wednesdays starting in October from what it looks like. That is huge. So that is huge news. And we did mention that a while back. Uh, the rumor was that they were going to be going on FS1. We don't know if it was going to be a one-hour show or a two-hour show. Um, it has been confirmed uh, via uh, the Wrestling Observer that NXT on FS1 is tentatively scheduled for an 8 to 10 p.m. slot. So it's going to be two hours every Wednesday, which seems like it's going to compete with directly head to head with directly head to head with AEW and um you can even tell like even uh, in their latest um in their latest press not the press release but the latest um earnings report the earnings phone calls that they have with the investors it, they alluded to the idea of having NXT or Triple H and Vince alluded to the idea of having NXT go on Wednesdays but not competing 
but but competing with competition, but they didn't want to explicitly say AEW. This all confirms that now we're having a new war. We're gonna have a new Wednesday night war. Wednesday night war, guys. Uh, so strap in, strap on, whatever you got to do. Um, <laughs> I like saying that. Strap on, dude. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, that's huge news. Um, I don't know if they're going to keep going on the network though. That's one thing that's not confirmed. Um, we're, we're not sure about that because I mean, you got to think about like this. There are a lot of people who, there are a lot of fans that have the network, but don't have access to FS1 or, or cable in general. And then likewise, you have a lot of fans who do have cable, but they don't have access to the network as well. So it, this is going to be interesting to see whether or not if it's going to be uh, com- if they're going to be compatible with each other, or if it's going to be exclusive to FS1 now. And like I seen Triple H said, and it makes a, it makes a perfect sense. FS1 is known for sports. They have the right. UFC on there. Um, oh, excuse me. Um, so now that they have an NXT that sh- that re- literally showcases the best of WWE has to offer. Uh, a lot of casuals I can see getting on board with WWE and NXT at the same time. The The question remains, though, is that now you're going to change the format of NXT. It's always been a one-hour show each week. Now it's going to be two hours. How much of a, of a change is that going to be? And oh, it's going to be huge. It's going to be a huge... Absolutely, it's going to be a huge change. The question is, can they produce the same quality product as they would normally with a one-hour show? <sighs> that's a, That's... Well... I think with the one-hour show, it's so tight that they are able to keep people in suspense for the next week because we didn't get to see everybody. Now we're going to be able to see everybody every week. Um, it could it could be bad for the NXT brand. I'm I'm just saying that that's a, that's a possibility. That's a reality that I think a lot of a lot of the NXT fans have to realize is the fact that they're going to be on for an hour longer each week. You don't have that luxury where you can uh, rotate amongst the talent and have uh, have have a certain main event match every week amongst different wrestlers. Now you're gonna have to utilize more of your roster to fill in that two hour time frame. And is Vince gonna get his fingers on NXT finally? That's another question. TV. And um, honestly, my opinion of that is that no, he shouldn't because his his plate is already gonna be full. Keep in mind, the XFL hasn't started yet. XFL baby, let's go LA Extreme. Yeah, it hasn't started yet, so. He may do it initially, but then he's gonna have to back off because come is it is it gonna be January? January uh, for XFL, yes, I yeah, believe. Okay. No, maybe February. February. So come come right after football season. So come winter of 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 twenty twenty, that's when the XFL is gonna start, and that's where Vince is gonna really ha- devote a lot of his time and energy to that product. So he may have fingerprints on it initially, but this is gonna be Triple H's pet project right here. Is the fact whether that NXT can succeed on network, uh, not really network TV, but rather cable TV? What but, else we got, Dick? So, AEW effect. I think this has been like the recurring theme for this show. Um, Maybe that's the name of the podcast. That should be the that should be the theme of the yeah. Actually, we got to go with SummerSlam predictions. That's true. Uh, that's the bigger story, but we can also tag AEW effect. Yes, uh, the AEW effect has definitely affected WWE and Ring of Honor, but to a not so good extent. Uh, Matt Mint podcast. They had posted a photo on their Instagram showing their most recent, the most recent Ring of Honor show, and it did not look good. I'm looking at it right now, and um, we'll probably, we'll definitely throw a, a, a link to their um, to their photo on the, on the IG account. But if you look at it, it's not. It, it's it's a very it, it's it's empty, and that is probably the biggest probably the biggest effect of the of the AEW f- effect is that Ring of Honor has been the the uh, the victim. 
they have been the victim that has suffered the most from AEW because they had exclusive rights to Kenny Omega, they had exclusive rights to the Bucks, and now they're gone. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I you know it's hard to to really. Sorry, I was too busy Instagram. Oh no, you're good. Um, it it's it sucks for ROH because they've been around for so long. Um, to have AEW just come in, steal all their hype, steal all their best wrestlers, and really just just going off that photo, it looks like there's maybe 300 people there in a big arena. At most, yeah. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, the qu- the, yeah, and then um, and, and it's not just the fact that you know Matt Taven. Matt Taven is currently their ROH World Champion. You can't blame it. On you the can't champion. blame it on him. Um, you know he 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 may not be the best suited guy to win the belt, but at the same time, he's he's not the reason why they're they are where they are right now. Um, just one year ago, I mean they, I mean not even a year ago, in April, they were at the Garden. They were headlining, going head-to-head with NXT that weekend. And to me, that's where they reached their peak, was at the Garden. Oh, well, yeah, they had their co-headlining with New Japan, right? Right. And they had everyone there. It was an NXT cross Ring of Honor show. And it just seemed like that was going to be their peak. Literally, we realized that once AEW became a reality, oh, man, that's that's where the wheels started falling off. I mean... Sucks for Ring of Honor, but uh, it's just all part of the it's just all part of the AEW effect, my friend. What else we got, Dick? Well, Jimmy Uso. I just want to I want to mention this real quick. Um, last week we did report that he did uh he did have he did, did get arrested for a DUI, and it turns out that there is gonna be there are consequences to his actions, and that he is no longer allowed to enter Canada. I didn't see that coming, but definitely it makes a lot of sense. It it does, and, and um. For those that aren't aware, um, in order to enter Canada, you cannot have a felony, and you cannot have uh, multiple DUIs as well. Even if they're all misdemeanors, uh, the fact that uh, they see someone who has multiple DUIs, they see them as a threat to um, threat to the public as well. Now, granted, the Usos weren't scheduled to be on any; they weren't scheduled to be on SummerSlam at all. So maybe WWE was aware of the situation and they figured that this was going to happen. Oh, they knew that was coming. So they, they probably knew that was going to happen and that's why they didn't advertise or have the Usos on there. Um, but whatever scheduled events they were going to have outside of um, wrestling, that's all canceled because of uh, the DUI arrest from last week. And it's weird because they were just featured in the main event on Raw. Um, I feel like on back-to-back weeks. Right. Um, so, you know... You, this is this is what happens when you make bad decisions, unfortunately. And for the Usos, you know, I feel bad for Jay. Jay's like, what the? F- Come on, man. As as a tag team, you, the one guy's got to one. If one guy messes up, the other guy messes up. Basically, exactly. Um, so definitely, you know, don't drink and drive, folks. That's, I mean, unless you're Harley Race, it, unless you're a unless pro. you're Harley Race, yes. Then other than that, if you're if you're not Harley Race, don't do it. Um, nowadays, you have other alternatives to get around. Use that. Yeah. What else we got, Dick? Okay. Um, this week has been has been really really huge um, for New Japan. Um, th- we're right in the peak season of G1. Oh my God! I'm I'm gonna say this right now. I think I have watched probably the best wrestling in a week ever. 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 From New Japan exclusively? Yes. 
What the, what 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 are the some of the, the, the highlights? The G one matches they have put on are phenomenal. Um, from from top to bottom, I mean, and and granted, these shows are like three hours long. They're not they're not one or two hours long. They're they're three hours long. Not only three hours long, but no bullshit authority figure promos, and it's match, 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 match. Yes, if you want, I mean, some of the best in ring talent, some of the best in ring work has been done this past week. Maybe a, hype, maybe a hype video or, or maybe a no promo. No hype videos, no promos, nothing like that, no interviews, no BS. If you're tired of that and you're looking for an alternative, I mean, New Japan is the way to go, and this is definitely their peak season right here. Um, for those that, I mean, I, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, I mean, the best way to describe the G1 is a combination really of the King of the Ring and the Royal Rumble, and this is where it means something because the winner, whoever wins the tournament, they get a shot and they get to main event Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, and not like WWE when you win the Royal Rumble and then you might open the show. You might open for the a show. world title. No, you main event Wrestle Kingdom. That's what they say. You will get a world. You will get a world title shot and you will main event it. This means something. This is this is huge. And um, just this past week, I mean, I I, I tried watching all of the G one. All the G1 matches for this past week, but it, it's so much, dude. I'm gonna right off the bat. I'm gonna just tell you these four matches you need to go out of your way to watch. I, I like this part. I like the fact that you just give me the four matches, three or four matches that I need to go yes. out of my way to watch. And and I'm sure the the listeners appreciate that as well. Oh, absolutely. And these are just uh, these are just like I recommend. There's, I mean, you can you can absolutely watch the entire shows if you like, and there are great matches as well that I'm not even mentioning. But these four, you have to get out. You you have to go out of your way and watch. Um, Will Osprey versus Kenta. I'm just gonna say this right off the bat. That's a given. That's a given. Uh, Kenta has totally redeemed himself. Um, not only him, but also John Moxley as well. They they both have uh, determined. I mean, they, they both have redeemed themselves in so many ways that they are trying to shed away that WWE image. Get that stench, They're especially just- for a new J- New Japan crowd. Um, I feel like when you go over there as a WWE guy, they're already kind of talking shit on you. Not so much that, like I, it, it's um, or you have to prove to them that you're worthy of being in a New Japan ring. That uh, you know what though, they they book these guys really, really, really well. I'll say that, especially with with Moxley, because when he first debuted, he won the United States Championship. Yeah, he went on a tear in New Japan. He went on a tear in the beginning. He went on a tear. He went undefeated. Um, just recently, just this past week, he started to go on a, on a little bit of a losing streak. But it just goes to show you that what he can do in the ring. I mean, right now, I mean, I will say this. I think this is some of his best in-ring work that I've seen. Yeah, well, when you're in the, the WWE umbrella and you're in the main event and you're working, you know, six shows a week, um, you're probably not going to give it your A game every single match because, fuck, I got to be on SmackDown tomorrow. And then after that, I got to be on a live show. Um, but so, but the schedule that these guys are going through though is insane, because. But there's actually a light at the end of the tunnel. Like, let me put on these fucking great ass matches, because I know, you know, in two weeks, I'm gonna be able to chill for a little bit. Right. But the, I mean, this and another thing I want to, and another analogy that I think that should not be overlooked is, think of Hell Week when you're in, when you're trying out for football. You go through one or two weeks of hell, just grueling hell, going through practices. Going two a day. S- exactly. Going, maybe sometimes twice a day. This is like the equivalent. You're, gonna, you're wrestling every day. Whether it's a block match or not, you are wrestling in some capacity. One day you're going to be uh, in a block match. Another day you're going to be in a tag match. 
either way you're working. Fun fact about A3K, I wanted to play football in high school, um, but once people started telling me about Hell Week, I did never went back. You could have been a high school football hero, dude. I could have been a jock in high school, but I was like, eh, don't really want to be in the sun running for that much, so I'm out. Jock 3K? Nope. I was a punk rocker in high school, so that wouldn't have worked at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh man, uh, what are the blocks looking like right now? What are the the the, the standings? Real, real, oh, real quick, I just wanted to just give out these four matches that are definitely going on your way. Um, oh, I did yeah. mention Osprey and Kenta. That is insane. Um, definitely watch that match. Even though there might have been, uh, there was definitely two botches that uh, were done by Kenta. The difference between when wrestlers perform a botch when they botch in New Japan compared to WWE is night and day when they when they botch in new japan they get right back up they continue and the fans do not chant you fucked up <laughs> they do not remind them they keep going and it, it, it's almost as if it's part of the storyline and that is so refreshing that is so refreshing to see something so different as opposed to having someone mess up and then the fans chant you fucked up for a minute and then you could just tell that it phases both wrestlers oh yeah i mean look at mandy rose last week uh, when she botched her finish. Oh, yeah. Uh, you could tell she was, like, frazzled at the fact that she did that. Um, but, yeah. Um, night, it's it's night and day. Um, but, yeah, so Osprey versus Kenta. Uh, Naito versus Shingo is another match, another hard-hitting match. In, in fact, uh, there's going to be a lot of Shingo Takagi matches on here. Um, you're going to get real familiar with this guy. This guy is a fucking beast. Uh, last night, I just watched Takagi versus Ishii. Probably, I would put up there one of the top two or three um, G1 matches that I've seen I this love, year. I love Ishii. Ishii is he a beast. doesn't look like much, but he will fuck you up. He looks like a Mexican dad. Yeah, he does. Like, he looks like he goes to Dodger games and, like, cooks carne asada on the weekends. Uh, <laughs> and that's weird because he's Japanese. But he just, he's he's built like he's a... He's a Japanese Brit- Dodger fan. Exactly. Uh, what is it? The uh, the Tokyo Dragons. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, he's he's insane. Uh, just the way that he just fucks people up. Uh, strong style. And Takagi looks like uh, Nakamura Light, pretty much. I think that's a good analogy. Nakamura Light. And then also, I see a lot of, um, what's his name from uh, from the nineties? That would he was in ECW, um, Masato Tanaka. He reminds me a lot of Masato Tanaka as I well. I watch a lot of ECW. I'll be honest, but with you. Um, but yeah, he reminds me a lot of of, of uh, Tanaka as well. Another match, another match I want to mention real quickly: Okada versus Sonata. Um, you got to go out of your way to watch watch those watch that match as well. It just rolls off the tip of your tongue. Vince would never allow names no. to rhyme like that. No, no, hell no. He made a who? Who did he make change? Make someone change a name because we can't have that many Steves. Because uh, there was like Steve Blackman, Steve Austin, and then there was another guy. He's like, oh no, we we have Doctor Death, Steve Williams. Yeah, Steve Williams. Yeah. Because they just probably went as went as. Oh no no it wasn't it wasn't him but that was three Steves yeah and Vince was like no you can't be Steve too, um but yeah Sonata and Ten, uh, Okada, uh, but yeah so just real quickly those those four matches I just I want to mention absolutely you want to go out of your way and watch if you ever get a chance trust me you will not be disappointed, um, now as of today uh, this is Friday evening that we're recording so as of Friday evening this is what the standings look like. Um, the A block, Okada has 14 points, and Ibushi has 12. They're the really only two that are left. And they're going to be wrestling on Saturday. And whoever wins that whoever wins that match is going to advance to the finals. That's 
See, that's why I love the G1, because it adds just another wrinkle of drama. Because now Ibushi has to win. Yes. Um, so that just adds a lot more to it. Dude. Any, anything less than a win for Ibushi, Okada wins. That's, did I say Okada? I meant Ibushi. But yes. Um, and I like both those guys. That match is going to be insane. Just knowing and, what's on the line. And, and you know what the scary thing about it is? Is that's I'm I'm sure and that and we haven't and we haven't even seen the best matches yet. This is probably going to be the best match of the year. I would not be surprised. Is with those two going out there, they're gonna they're gonna burn the house down. It's Wrestle Kingdom main event status. Yes, and you you might be looking at that as a matter of fact. You could be looking at a potential Wrestle Kingdom main event with those two. Uh, what's what about the B block? The B block is actually a little bit more competitive. Um, you got a four way tie for ten points between John Moxley, Hiroki Goto, Jay White, and uh, Tetsuya Naito. Jay White came back. He came back. He was at the bottom. Yes. last time we talked about this. Yeah, we talked about that, and he he had um he was in, in danger of being eliminated, but he made it a point where he was going to go on a uh, tear. He was going to win six in a row, and he's won five in a row so far. If he if he happens to beat Naito, which they're going to be wrestling on Sunday, um, that's going to... Yeah, no, wait, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. Yeah, no, wait, right. Yeah, so Naito and Jay White are going to be wrestling on Sunday. And I have a feeling whoever wins that match as well, they're going to move on to the finals as well. Moxley, who's Moxley fighting? Juice? John, John Moxley is going to be fighting Juice Robinson, so... That's another good. See, see how New Japan books uh, books these matches. How it is insane because you have the two WWE guys. Oh who, yeah, who are um, who are going to be on the on the last day of the B block wrestling, and they're gonna they're, you know they're gonna go out there and they're gonna want to show. Oh shit! I just realized all this, dude. John Moxley beat Juice for the for the U.S. title, right? So he has everything to. He has he's he wants to spoil this for John yes. Moxley. Oh my God, that's so good, dude. Yes, it's the intricacies that um, Ghetto has done for um, when booking the G One. You don't realize it till you actually get there. You're like, wait a minute, well, this doesn't make sense. And then you realize that wait, we're here at the last day of 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 the A Block. Okada versus Ibushi, saving the best for last. Oh, Moxley's gonna get. I think Juice is gonna and is gonna beat Moxley. The B Block. You have a, a return match from when um, from from a couple months ago when Moxley first entered New Japan. Can Juice Robinson redeem himself against John Moxley? I think Juice Robinson is going to go for broke and just be like, you know what? I'm gonna you took my title from me. I'm gonna ruin this for you now. Absolutely, that's awesome. And uh, Shingo Takagi versus Hiroki Goto. I mean, Takagi to me is the MVP of this tournament. He has proven that he can compete with the heavyweights, and a, not a lot of people do know. They don't know who he is. And I'm glad I'm watching this tournament, and I'm a big fan of him now. He's going to play Splitter Hiroki Goto. Goto has 10 points as well. This is going to be a hard-hitting match. I think that's going to be another uh, match worth looking at, too. Yeah, that, ble- that B block has drama written all oh, over it. Dude. Absolutely. Because uh, pretty much everyone from the A block can't win because Okada no. and Ibushi are so far ahead. And it's literally a match, a match difference between most of the people, between Tanahashi, Evil, Sonata, and Kenta. Uh, but they're all eliminated. Yeah, but they like literally are one match. Like they lost one match, and that kept them out of it. Uh, but that B block is so interesting, dude. So anyone can win. Anyone uh, out of those four, they can actually win it. When is the climax? The the finale is going to be Monday. It's going to be Monday morning here. So it's going to be. 
So think about it like this. That day is going to be insane. That week, this weekend's going to be ridiculous. This is bigger than like WrestleMania weekend. Absolutely, because you got Takeover tomorrow. Yes, SummerSlam on Sunday, and then the G One Climax Climax on Monday. Right, and this is not even including the the block finals as well. So the block. Oh yeah, a, a, a the block finals be on Saturday. Fuck. B block's going to be. I mean, I'm sorry. A block's going to be on Saturday. B block's going to be on Sunday. This is insane. This is. I mentioned this a few minutes ago. This is really where, like, where, like, this is like the busiest week in wrestling. I mean, a lot of people would think, well, what about WrestleMania? WrestleMania is, but outside of WrestleMania, you look at New Japan, you look at like what the, what they're producing, the matches they have. Oh my God, it is insane! And then it, on top of that, the finale is going to be uh, SummerSlam weekend as well. And then you got Zlatan Ibrahimovic versus Wayne Rooney in the MLS. Jesus Christ! This, this weekend's weekend crazy, and then you got my birthday next weekend. Oh, and that's just the that's just the icing on the cake, right there, my friend. Uh, you know, we're, I'm gonna go to the bar wrestling actually with my boy Sean, who's gonna be on the show next week. Uh, going to bar wrestling on the 21st. So if anyone is going, A3K A3K bash at bar wrestling. That's what it. That's what it looks like. We got to advertise that, my friend. That's what it looks like. Uh, what else we got, Dick? Are are we almost done with the you news? You know, I think we're done with the news right there. Um, let's let's just go into raw. We're already forty plus minutes in. Oh my god! In, into uh into this podcast, and we haven't even talked about raw and SmackDown yet. This is gonna be a long long show. You know guys. what? Though I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know. Um, Ah, let's see. Now we got to go from uh, the good, <laughs> the great, and the amazing to Seth Rollins. Um, I'm just trying to condense. Uh, Raw was actually pretty good this week. SmackDown, uh, you could have skipped it and been fine. Uh, but Raw actually had a lot of storylines going into SummerSlam. I feel like they treated the go-home show a lot more serious than what SmackDown did. Uh, I feel like SmackDown is almost getting back to that point where they just recap what happened on Raw for a lot of the night. Um, pretty much... Uh, Seth Rollins. Um, let's this, just get this, into this that. Promo, dude. I oh mean, the whole God. the whole segment. Uh, Paul Heyman comes out, talks shit. Seth Rollins comes out limping, um, like like a like someone shot him in the leg. Um, and he's walking down, and he just looked like an idiot out there. Um, gets destroyed by Brock again, and he gives this weird promo that. Literally, the whole segment had no heat to it. No one None. was excited about it. I was hearing CM Punk chants. I was hearing what chants during Seth Rollins trying to give this like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna beat him, and I'm gonna, I promise, I'm like, people did not give a shit, and I think that goes a lot about maybe their plans for SummerSlam. I, I don't see Seth Rollins winning the title after that. Not after that promo. Um, I, uh, to me, I think that we see the death of Seth as a babyface, just. There's so many factors to as to what caused this, but if you look back at at the at, at at this promo and looking back at the past couple of weeks, there really is one person you can blame about blame and that's Seth Rollins himself because I think he shot himself in the foot so many times by opening his mouth on Twitter, and the fans just got tired of it and they just did not support his promo and they and in fact they just went the opposite way and they just completely turned their backs on him. Yeah, it's not it's not a good sign. Um, one thing I will say about the intro to Raw, there's new music now for for Raw. Oh, they freshen it up. New music, new video, and at one point in the song, it says they always try to shame us, and I was really bummed that there wasn't a graphic of Sheamus, um, because they're usually pretty good. That's at That's like true. When they when like the song says jump, someone's jumping off the top rope or something. Um, 
Andrade and Raw had a uh, had a really good match. It's like impossible for them to have a bad match. Um, and they're really th- during the match they're really pushing the importance of the mask. Even though we've seen Rey Mysterio without a mask a bunch of times, he went on a long run without a mask. Um, it it could have been a better match for SummerSlam, I think. Uh, but you know it was just a bunch of near falls and counters. Andrade actually ends up getting the win with a big assist from Zelina Vega. Um, are they having a match at SummerSlam? You know, at the, at this point, they've done so many matches together that. I don't mind seeing another Andrade Ray match, but they should have just held off on it until SummerSlam. Or at least, I mean, really, they should have done it at WrestleMania, to tell you the truth. They really should have just done it a few times and not having them wrestle every week because the luster. For a while, they were wrestling. They were wrestling for a good while every week on Raw, and the luster's worn off. Uh, We have a new 24 7 champion, uh, Mike Maria, at the OBGYN, which looked a lot like a backstage. Because what doctor's office has a curtain as a wall? Really, um, but they we have a new twenty four seven title after Mike pins Maria while she's in the stirrup. So I, you know, whatever. After that, our truth was cross dressing in the lobby, uh, which was hilarious. I I loved our I love. I got to so give our truth our truth credit on that one. He um, always amazes. He always <laughs> pieces. He always amazes me, dude. I love that I could see that there was a black woman with a obvious wig on, and, like holding up a magazine in front of her face, like, oh, that's our truth And then sure enough, he pops up, <laughs> rolls up uh, Mike Kanellis, and we have another another 24-7 title, 11-time champion, uh, R-Truth. After that, you know, it, I mean, there was things that happened, but I don't know if they were, like, that crazy. Uh, Cedric and McIntyre had a match with Kurt Angle as a special ref for some reason. It came clear. The match never starts. Actually, they just brawl. The match never gets started. Kurt Angle's in the ring by himself, and we get The Fiend to appear. Bray Wyatt comes out, gives Kurt Angle the mandible claw, and I really love the fact that he's using this move. It looks like it's going to be his finisher. I think it should be his finisher. It's so menacing, you know? It fits fits The Fiend almost as good as uh, Mankind, where it's just this dark, grueling character that just, you know, you don't know where he's been. And he just wants to suffocate you. It, it fits him perfectly. I like I like the idea that Bray has adapted the mandible claw. Um, let me ask you a question. Remember a few months ago when they advertised uh, Kurt Angle as the last appearance ever on Raw? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> how many how, how many times has he been on Raw after that? Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, well, they're in Pittsburgh, but. Don't I mean that's a that's a classic carny gimmick, bro. Like, oh my god. Last dude. time ever. Buy your tickets now. And then he's back. Until he's back a again later. a month yeah. later. Jesus Christ, dude. Like he was on the Raw reunion not too long ago, too. Right, he was. Um, so I mean, make your money, Kurt. Uh I mean, I'm, we're not I'm not knocking Kurt on that. It's more so WWE because they just they they, they just can't help themselves. I mean, no. I mean, that's just that's the carny biz, bro. It is. You advertise something to get butts in the seats. And then it's the same thing with like a retirement match. No one ever retires. Not even Shawn Michaels could stay away. Yeah. Or or when some of these some of these groups go on the retirement tour or these performers, are they really retired? Are they really going to be there for the last time or are they just doing it to make some money? Exactly. Uh, Samoa Joe comes out. He wants an apology from Roman Reigns for accusing him for uh, attacking him with a forklift. (laughs) That didn't make any sounds, so that was interesting to know uh, that a forklift is like, are they hybrid now, or what's the deal with them? Anyways, uh, Roman, they tell they tell Joe, Roman's not here, he's in the parking lot, Joe goes to meet him, and um, 
Joe's going to go fuck up Roman in his car. Roman gets out, and a car comes out of nowhere. And, you know, Kevin Dunn just couldn't help himself. He had to throw in a quick cut to uh, another camera that was placed on the car. Um, and someone's trying to murder so Roman Reigns. blatantly obvious. Yeah, someone's trying to Roman trying to Roman murder Reigns. <laughs> Roman murder Reigns. Sometimes I'm dyslexic. Uh, someone's oh, trying to kill him. And uh, actually, I like the fact that Joe was like, let's get some help for for Roman. Like, I was going to beat this guy up, but let's get help from now. Um, what Does that mean anything for the character of Samoa Joe, or was it just a thing that someone in real life would have the same reaction to? I mean, I think in, in real life, you're going to have that reaction no matter how pissed off you are at someone. You see someone like that, you realize, oh, shit, dude. Like, this guy could be, or this person could be in so much danger that maybe my hostility or my anger towards that person is not enough to justify hurting them after that. Like they're, yeah. they're someone else, you know, they're, they're a human being. I got to help them out. And I think that that fits Joe for that angle as well. Um, now will that turn him baby face? Probably not, but I mean, it definitely makes him more of a sympathetic character. Yeah. I mean, if I punch someone in the face and they smash their teeth on the concrete, I'd, I'd go from like, I'm going to, I just fucked you up to, Oh shit, this guy's in bad shape. Let's get him some help. Right. Um, and that's just me as a person. Um, a four-way elimination women's tag team championship match. That's <sighs> a mouthful. Fatal four-way elimination women's tag team championship match. Got it. Uh, Fire and Desire versus Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss versus the Bukaki Warriors, which is what I call them now, uh, versus the Iconics. Um, I forgot these belts were kind of a thing. Uh, this match, for the audience, had no heat whatsoever this was just a thrown together match uh there was cm punk chance during the match um and i think that's just what happens when you throw together a match uh with no build-up to it and to top it off this went on for a lot longer than it should have that too um they suffered the same fate that they did when they when the women got a backlash last time when alexa bliss got mad at the fans later on and and you would think they would have learned their lesson from that debacle a couple weeks ago and instead, they decided to double down on it and, you know, give give them a 25, 30-minute match that, ha- like you said, had no heat whatsoever. And they figured, well, if we add more women into it and make this a championship match, they'll, then it might it might work. It it didn't work. It, unfortunately, it didn't work. All all that it caused was that it got the it got the belts off the iconics. I don't know which which got a less of a reaction, Seth Rollins or this match. It was that bad. It was that bad. I mean. Um, you, you, they just, it just seemed like that, you know what, let's just, let's just get this match over with, let's, let's get the belts off of them, because we're not going to do it at SummerSlam, and, and we're not going to do it, especially during the middle of the show, so I understand why they did it on Raw, and yeah, it was not a good segment, but they probably thought it was probably better doing it on Raw as opposed to doing it at SummerSlam. And the thing is, like, it wasn't a bad match, like, there was actually some really good spots in it, I thought the right. Kabuki Warriors were really good. Um, but that's what happens. Um, we have new women's tag team championships, new women tag team champions. The Iconics were the first ones to get um, to get eliminated, so we were guaranteed a winner in this. Um, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are the new tag champs. Um, I guess Vince changed his mind after weeks of teasing that Bliss couldn't be trusted with Nikki, and they're going full steam with them as a real Real tag team. Do you think Vince changed his mind before the show started? Oh, he's, he changed his mind before the match started. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Um, main event was the Miz TV contract signing uh, for the Miz and Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam. Uh, HBK came out 
for some reason. Um, all this did was get me excited for Dolph Ziggler versus Shawn Michaels. Um, but Vince Shawn Michaels was the red herring. It turned out that it was not going to be Shawn Michaels. I'm, well, I'm going to get to that, brother. I know. I know. I'm going to jump to the head. Dolph Ziggler signed the contract without looking at it. We get that Vince Russo swerve, brother. Um where Miz says, you, you just signed a contract to fight someone at SummerSlam, but it's not me. And then the crowd just gets excited for Shawn Michaels versus Dolph Ziggler. And then Shawn's like... Be, before ah. before you go there, um, Miz did mention that, oh, yeah, I'll see you next Monday. And everyone in the audience was thinking, like, wait, what? Like, you fucked up. Yeah, you, you fucked, fucked up. up. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's supposed to be for SummerSlam. Turned out that that's where... Um, that's where the story was going. Turns out that when, when Miss said that, like, I'm not wrestling a SummerSlam. It's going to be someone else. And then everyone thought it was going to be Shawn Michaels. Well, because what other reason is Shawn Michaels in the ring for? Right. And it uh, turns out... We got another swerve, bro. We got a swerve. Shawn Michaels was the red air, and he was not going to be the guy that was going to be wrestling Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam. Instead, it turns out to be who? Goldberg. With less than a week to go... We get a Dolph Ziggler versus Goldberg match announced. And you know what? This has been rumored for such a long time. I mean, yeah, he couldn't stop talking about Goldberg. He could not stop talking about Goldberg. And it was there. It was as clear as day. Everyone called it. There was no surprise whatsoever. They just kept they just kept egging it on. They just kept talking shit about Goldberg. Ziggler especially just kept talking shit about Goldberg. It had to have happened. And um, funny story about that was that um, people were apparently pissed off at uh, Dave Meltzer and the, and the Wrestling Observer for breaking the news. And but it wasn't it wasn't Meltzer that broke the news. Who was it? It was someone from WWE. Oh, because it, it turned out that um, someone from WWE had had asked uh, Meltzer, who wasn't it wasn't Meltzer, it was actually Brian Alvarez, who said that it looks like it's going to be Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler because of how they were uh, portraying the angles the past couple of weeks on Raw and SmackDown. So when someone from WWE asked, um, asked Meltzer, how do you know that it's going to be Ziggler versus Goldberg? And Meltzer was like, I know now because you just told me. <laughs> you just said that. Like, uh, I, I, had, I had no idea. Yeah. And, like, it was just, it was like, I mean, it was plainly obvious that they were going to do that, but it was not it was not Meltzer who said that. It was someone from WWE who had asked them, like, why did you do that? They pretty much outed themselves. Yeah, so way to go WWE. Classic WWE. Um, so we're gonna get a we're gonna get that match for some reason. I think that Goldberg and Undertaker both were just in a hurry to get that stench off of Saudi Arabia. Absolutely. Off of them. And I think that this is a redemption match for Goldberg. It's gonna be a jackhammer spear. Go home. That's it, brother. And if and and who better than work with Dolph's gonna sell his ass. Absolutely. Off. I and I, and I think uh, and and I think it'll be a quick match and it should be no more than five minutes. And I, I'm looking forward to it, actually. Actually, me too. I think uh, I think Ziggler's going to go out there and sell his ass off. Uh, let's get to SmackDown. Or yeah, let's get to SmackDown. We still have SummerSlam and and oh Takeover to get to. Yes, so, we do. Uh, well, I'm just going to rush through this real quick. Um, the thing that about the Trish Stratus and Charlotte match, um, again, not a lot of build, and I I get the same vibe from Charlotte and Trish that I do Ziggler and Goldberg. As in, like, you're old. Yeah, that's a good analogy. And I'm a legend, and you're not. Um, I get that same kind of feeling. I don't. I, I, I would agree with you on that. Um, the difference being is that uh, Trish is definitely not Goldberg's age, obviously. 
and uh, she is, I guess you could say, more of an established WWE legend than uh, than, than Goldberg. But um, definitely, you can see the you can definitely see the similarities between the two feuds. Um, this is gonna be interesting to see what's gonna happen come SummerSlam. Um, question remains because I mean, last time we saw Trish was obviously at the um, was back in November for the um, for the Women's Evolution pay per view, and I thought she did pretty well for herself. Yeah, I mean, considering she's older now, um, she's a mom now. Um, I don't think Trish Stratus ever lost it. I think she's still gonna go out there and. Um, put on a good show with Charlotte. I think Charlotte. Well, we'll get to the predictions right. later. And um, you know, for her coming back in the ring one on one, you know, we, she we, didn't get. She was on Raw and didn't even get tagged in the match. Exactly. That's something we forgot to forgot to mention. Yeah. So they're definitely building up the feud. For her to come back and Russell, I mean, well, why not Charlotte? I mean, she's the best, probably one of the best women in the WWE right, right now. And I think that's something like you know, a lot of fans they they. They they understand it. They may not be big fans of Charlotte, not as her in the ring, but rather just how she's pushed. But in the ring, female she's, Roman, yeah, she's a female Roman. But in the ring, though, she can go. Like that's why they put her in the triple threat match with Ronda and Becky because they wanted they wanted to hide as much as Ronda's weakness as possible. Oh, you'll never hear someone chant to Charlotte, "You can't wrestle." No, because Charlotte is amazing. She is. Um, two two women that can also go is Ember Moon and Natalia, which who had a great match um, until Natalia locked in the sharpshooter. Yes, I said sharpshooter. Sharpshooter. I spelled it wrong on my phone. I was like, actually, that's really funny. Um, and takes a count out. Um, takes a count out loss by having the sharpshooter on on the outside. Bailey came in for the save, um, and you know, just when I thought they were gonna actually build up Bailey and you know make her a little bit more like give her an edge they take it away and ember just or bailey just comes up for the save and just make sure that ember's okay that was uh you know i, I with, with these two it seems like they're both going into tweener they're, they're going to tweener territory bailey's been really going I, I i don't think so i think bailey is on baby face all the way really because i i, I kind of see tendencies where she kind of acts not, not heelish but like kind of like in that gray area well they, she did that last week where she gave the ba- bailey to belly right uh, but then this week she totally went against that and was helping ember this week who's to say i mean like what do you think i'm to say you are to say you uh, did say that you're right I, I think they just really backpedaled on that or they they whatever edge they gave her the week before they totally went against it this week and i was not a fan of it there was a match announced for SummerSlam: Sami Zayn versus alicia black and we got it this week instead um really good match um question is are they going to have that match again on, on SummerSlam? because i mean it's, it's off this i think this was the blow off so it. you think it's a blow off that's what I'm hearing, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know why Aleister Black isn't on TV more. Um, he's incredible to see, and um, I don't know. It sucks. I'm not. I'm not sure either. Um, I'm not really not sure what they what they plan on doing with, with Aleister Black as well. Um, hopefully, we'll see after SummerSlam. Maybe maybe this is uh, they're just trying to kill time until after SummerSlam. Maybe they have some big plans for him. You but know what I think the plans are. What are, what is it? Him versus Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns beats him, and then you see him chasing after the twenty four seven title in no time. Oh my God! Why would you put that curse on him? I think it's. I could totally see that happening. Look at all the good guys that are that are chasing after that twenty four seven title. People that like we genuinely care about, and like they they just are reduced to running around the back. You know, I 
I don't think they'll do. I don't think they'll do that for Black. I think they realize what they what they have in Alistair Black. They 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 have a upper. They have a main event talent in him. I don't think they're gonna do that to him. They 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 won't they won't do that yet. I mean, they might feed him to Roman, not now, and there's no reason for him to to be fed to Roman to for at the moment at least. Build him up. Build him up. I mean, they've done very very slow build up to to Alistair, which is good. But I just need to see more of him. Uh, which is totally fine. I'm and I agree with you on that. Uh, speaking of Roman Reigns, he the main event was like whatever. It was the main of it was uh, New Day versus. Deanna this is Bryan. weird, dude. What happened to that big announcement Daniel Bryan was gonna make? That and he was teasing it for the past couple weeks. And and, and then on top of that, wasn't it the original main event supposed to be uh, a a, trip, a six man tag match? That was last week. That was last week, right? Yeah. Because I feel like this match, like I mean, because. This was supposed to be Brian Roman versus a New Day, but it felt like it was, that, that that was changed because that was not the original plan, right? They literally were writing this show hours before it started. Vince scrapped the whole thing and had to start over, uh, which is why SmackDown wasn't that good this week. Yeah, and 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 uh, and the ending could tell. I mean, you could tell with 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 how uh, SmackDown ended because in the middle of the match, we cut to the back where we see Roman confronting Buddy Murphy. And he uh, he goes up to Buddy Murphy and and asks him what happened because uh, he Buddy Murphy was backstage when that whole debacle happened with uh, him and the forklift the silent forklift yes right and um, it just cuts to the back in the middle of the match and we see Rowan I mean we, I'm sorry we see uh, Buddy Murphy just say Rowan Rowan was there well here's there's go a little ahead. bit more to that yes go ahead uh, Roman goes tough guy cop on him and he was like I want answers and I'm gonna beat it up. And then I'm gonna beat it out of you until you give me my what I want. And then Buddy Murphy likes, you know, smirks and says, "Even if I did know, I wouldn't tell you." Like a badass, I'm like, "Fuck yeah, Buddy Mur- Murphy, get it!" And then he gets his ass kicked, and then immediately snitches on Roman, on Rowan, uh, and says, "It was Rowan." Like so, I'm like, "Oh fuck, Buddy Murphy, little bitch, dude." Right. Um. So now Buddy Murphy's a little rat snitch that I can't trust anymore. And then, like, once he said that, we cut to where uh, Dan and Brian are just looking at the screen and nothing. It's it just They just cut to them, looking at the screen, and that's it. That was such a weird ending. They really just shotgunned this whole angle so much. Um, I feel like they could have gone longer with it. Um, it could have been Roman literally going out for blood every week to find out who's trying to kill him. Um, and finding little clues along the way, I think that would have been a really good way to do this instead of just Buddy Murphy snitching on someone. And fuck, fuck Buddy Murphy, dude. Yeah, he's, he's a little he's, bitch. He's a little rata. You're breaking. You break. Yeah, you're a little rata breaking uh, locker room protocol, dog. I don't know. Where's Undertaker? We need one. We need wrestlers court. Where's the Undertaker? This is um, this is the total opposite of who ran over Stone Cold Steve Austin. I did it for The Rock. You did it for The Rock. Did Rowan do it for Daniel Bryan? You know what? I could totally see that. I could totally see that. Uh, maybe, maybe Daniel Bryan's gonna be like a Charlie Charles Manson kind of thing, and he's like, "Well, I did it, but he told me to do it." You know what I mean? He has his own cult family. Ooh. All right, we're gonna get into our predictions. We're gonna start off with NXT Takeover, and then we're gonna get into SummerSlam. Let me just pull that up. So yeah, so this weekend, as as we mentioned, it's gonna be huge. We got um, NXT Takeover. It's gonna happen on Saturday. SummerSlam is gonna happen on Sunday. Both of those gonna be in um, in Toronto, and then uh, the G One finale, which is gonna be, um, it's definitely gonna be at the Budokan in Tokyo. 
So definitely a busy weekend. Um, let's go ahead and start off with uh, with TakeOver. And um, it looks like this is going to be um, five matches. Five right? matches. Very cool. Uh, going to be in Toronto, Canada. Um, let's just go bottom to top and uh, see what we think. I'm going to try to write these down. Um, yes, actually, if you can. You might need to because my phone okay. is dying. All right. So first on the card, we got Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai. Uh, Io Shirai was a good guy. She's a bad guy now, and she doesn't like Candice LeRae. She's, she's just snapped. Um, in this match, it's going to be a regular singles match. I'm going Io Shirai on this. I think they need to keep her strong. And uh, I love Candice, um, but I feel like Candice is kind of like a gatekeeper right now. Doesn't really have a lot going on, and I think Io will get the win. I agree with you. I mean, especially after the fact that Io has failed twice against uh, Shayna Baszler uh, going after the NXT Women's Champion, and she just recently turned heel. Um, I don't see any reason why you want her to lose right away in her first big heel, uh, her first big match as a heel. Yeah, you definitely want to keep her strong. Um, I, I think there there is there is more money, and I don't want to say more money, but there is definitely more potential in Io being a heel as opposed to a babyface. So I'm going to go with Io as well. Okay, cool. Um, after that, we have Shayna Baszler going against Mia Yim uh, for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, I, you know, every time I bet against Shayna Baszler, she wins. Um, so I'm going to go Shayna Baszler on this one because I, I, don't, I don't think Mia Yim is ready for that spot yet. Yeah, I agree with you uh, as far as uh, Mia Yim. Even though I'm tired of Shayna Baszler as champion, I don't think Mia Yim is is on that level yet. She's just not that. She's not that level yet, and she's not the person who would be who would dethrone Shayna. Um, I would I I I would actually rather see a Candice LeRae Shayna Baszler. uh, uh, You know, they could be building up to that as well. Um, Super underdog babyface going against a super overheel. I think Candice and Baszler has a lot of money on it, but. Keep the belt on Baszler for now. You, you you figure you might as well. I mean, she's 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 had a stranglehold on the NXT title for I'm for almost seems like almost we're going on two years now. Yeah, on and off two years. Um, and I don't see it stopping at at, at takeover. The Bukaki Warrior. Uh, what's her name? <laughs> um, Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane had the title for a little bit. Um, but yeah, other than that, Shayna Baszler has been on top. After that, we have a triple threat match for the North American Championship. Velveteen Dream versus Pete Dunne versus Roderick Strong. And this is where I think I'm going to go for broke. Undisputed Era is winning all the gold tonight. Um, so we're going to go Roderick Strong for the win on this uh, triple threat. Velveteen doesn't have to lose the title. Uh, Pete Dunne can be pinned, and it's okay because he's NXT UK anyways. Uh, Roderick Strong for the win in this one. I love Velveteen Dream, uh, but Undisputed Era is going to get all the gold tonight. Yeah, I, I love all three guys as well. And I and um, like you mentioned with Pete Dunne, having him in the match, um, I think he is going to unfortunately eat the pin. And he could afford to eat the pin. Um, he's just there. I think he's just there for maybe as a one-off. Um, I, th- I think it's fine with... Um, with uh, Roddy winning uh, the belt, um, and I like I said, I I could definitely see a undisputed era clean sweep for this show. Um, you know, other than I mean, I don't know, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano is going to be a hell of a match. That's going to be the toughest one to, to predict. This could be the second best match of the night, if not the best. Um, all three of these guys are amazing. Uh, after that, we have the Street Profits versus the Undisputed Era for the NXT Tag Team Championship. I see Undisputed Arrow winning this match 
uh, not easily, but considering that the Street Profits are on Raw as narrators backstage, uh, they don't need those titles anymore. So definitely Undisputed Era for the win on this one. And you know those guys, um, I'm talking about the Street Profits, they're going to put on their working shoes because they haven't wrestled in a while. No. And especially Montez Ford, he's itching He's he's itching to get in the ring. Him in the ring, is he's a phenomenal athlete, dude. I've It's it's amazing what he can do. And Weird nipples. Aside from that, though, yes, <laughs> I agree with you on that. But aside from that, though, the guy is uh, the guy's a, a phenomenal athlete, a, a phenomenal talent. I think him and uh, Dawkins being narrators on Raw, it, they're not doing justice. They need to really, really be in the in the um, just the things as far as in the, in the tag team division for Raw. That just shows you how much Vince cares about NXT, right? Um, to just keep the NXT champion, the fact that the the tag team championships are just not even on TV, like not even in the ring on. They're, they're Raw. not wrestling. They're not. They're not doing. They haven't done shit. It makes me so mad. Uh, but undisputed era for the win. After that, we have Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano and a two out of three falls match. First match is going to be a street fight. Second match is going to be a straight-up wrestling match, which is weird booking because you would think the street fight would come after the regular match. And right. the third the third match is going to be whatever R- William Regal wants it to be. Um, what, what do you think the odds are that William Regal has the third match as a three stages of hell match? That it's supposed to be a joke. You don't have to. Really yeah, think right. About it. It's just it would be it would be it would be uh it would be overkill, dude. Like it would it seriously would be overkill if they did if they actually did that. But I would not. If it was a main roster, yes, I could see that happening. But it's NXT. I don't see. That. Hopefully, hope oh God they don't do that. What do you think if William Regal turns heel and makes it a four on one handicap match, undisputed era versus um Johnny Gargano? Oh, I mean, I could, could see happen. that happening. That could happen. But William Regal's so loved in NXT, that would be like Hulk Hogan joining the and NWO. Then, and, then, and then, and then on top of that, like, why would you want to have an authority figure turn heel? Like, they've just they've done that so many times. Because we're gonna be on FS1. They need a they need a heel authority. They just they can't help themselves <laughs> if they do that. I hope yeah. they, I hope they don't do that. I hope so too. Um, and also, what do you think the third match is gonna be? I hope it's not a. I hope it's not a. Uh, I, ho- I definitely hope it's not a three stages of hell or a two out of three falls or an Iron Man match. I could see a thirty minute Iron Man match being like two quick falls and then a thirty minute Iron Man match. If and then we get three more falls after that. Yeah, I, I, and honestly, I think that's overkill if they if they go that route. Um, th- but I think an Iron Man match would be a great way to kind of put a stamp on it. I think if they do a ladder match, then, then they should have just done the Iron Man match to begin with. Yeah, they should have just done the Iron Man match to begin with. Um, as far as the third fall goes, it's going to be very hard to do a cage match if they go if they go the cage route because the way WWE has their cage matches set up, it's always it's always pre um, built from the top and it gets lowered. So Remember they used to they used to be like twenty guys come out and build the blue cage, right? And um, that would be dope if they did that it, for this. You know what though? That's a good what point. If, if they do that, if they happen to do the cage match and they bring back the old blue cage. Which they won't, but they won't. But if they do that for this match, that would be awesome, and I uh, think that would be a great way to surprise everyone into thinking, "Oh shit, they're not going to do a cage match," and then they bring that out. That's a great way to do that. I like that idea. 
Uh, a ladder match would be cool to see. I, I think a ladder match I would be amazing. I think that's a safe bet that they're going to do a ladder match. But it's also a gimmick where whoever loses could be like, well, I didn't lose fairly. You didn't pin me. You just pulled the title off the belt. You just pulled the title off the top. Right. Um, but I don't, I don't know what the third match is going to be. I really don't know. It's going to be good, though. And I'm going Adam Cole for the win on this one. I, I'm going to go with you. I, I, I did mention earlier that I think and Speedar is going to sweep... Uh, the show and they can't sweep the show without Adam Cole retaining his NXT championship. So yes, I agree with you on that as well. And then Johnny Gargs goes to NX or goes to two Oh five life. Oh man. I hope to God that doesn't happen either, <laughs> dude. Why would you put that hex on him, dude? I'm just an evil son of a bitch today. You are. Uh, let's get to the G one climax, how we think it's going to shake out. Uh, what do you, what are you thinking, Dick? As far as uh, the a block goes, I, I have a feeling that it's going to be Ibushi that's going to win the A block. And then the B block, I'm going to go with Jay White. And between the two, you know, they very rarely do the finale and then have the rematch in the Tokyo Dome. But I think they're actually going to, I think they're, I think they're going to do the A block finale and they're going to have the rematch in the Tokyo Dome. So I'm going to go with Ibushi on this one. I think Ibushi is going to actually win the tournament. I did say in the beginning that Osprey was going to win, but my backup was Ibushi, and I'm going to stick with my backup. I'm going to stick with Ibushi. Although I wish Osprey did win the tournament, though. Um, Ibushi Okada is a block finale. Well, that yeah, I'm going to go Ibushi on that as well. And then the B block, as we mentioned, was uh, it's a four-way tie between uh, Jay White, um, Hiroki Goto, John Moxley, and uh, Naito. Naito. Ooh, that yeah. Naito J White match is gonna be really good too. Yeah, and I think that match is gonna determine who's gonna win the B block. I, I honestly believe that. I could see a rematch, J White versus um, Okada. You know what? All right, yeah, they, that's true. Because they could because uh, earlier earlier this year uh, they did wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom and uh, J White did win that match. So, um, and but Okada did happen to um. But Okada did regain the world title from Jay White, so he did um, get his he did get his revenge. So it could it could, it could also yeah. play it could also play into this as well. So that's true. Um, you know what though? This is what makes the G one so great though, because anyone could win, and there's a storyline for each one. Yeah, each one has each one has importance, and, and another it's not like you're gonna have you know, the top two guys and everyone else, you know, backstage running for a 24-7 title. Right. You know what I mean? Everyone is important. Or, or Toriano's going to win the B block and he's going to drop to whoever wins the A block. You know, you're not going to see that. Yeah. Um, although, you never know. Toriano may end up winning somehow. Some Actually, no, he can't win. Math- mathematically, he can't win. I think I want to see Naito and Okada. Uh, Naito's another person that we forgot to mention because there's another story for him too as well. Naito's the shit, dude. He's, ama- he's amazing and he's the, he's the current Intercontinental Champion. And he is trying to merge the IC and the world title. Naito and, and Okada at wrestling them title for title would be fucking sick. Yes, and All right, that's who I'm. That's who I'm picking. You gonna go with Naito? Naito and you Okada. You can't go wrong with Naito. And um, since we're thinking ahead, do you think Naito's gonna get his revenge? Because uh, keep this in mind, they wrestled twice at Wrestle Kingdom. Okada's won both times. Ooh, so that's another thing. That th- that's another factor as well to the storyline. Both the t- both the titles on Naito. Mm-hmm. At Wrestle Kingdom, that'd be insane. And then unify the belts. All right, there it is. That's what I'm going for. Okay, so you're gonna go with Naito winning the G1. I'm going Naito all the all way. All right, and I'm gonna go with Ibushi on this one because I, I I can't I can't backpedal on that one. I did say 
I, I actually said Osprey's gonna win, but Ibushi's my backup, and I can't. Ba- I can't. That's your boy. That's my. Yeah, I can't. I can't do that. All right, let's get into SummerSlam. So SummerSlam, the six-hour show. We're an hour and twenty minutes into this show. Um, all right, <sighs> ten matches on this card. So we got. Which I th- I feel like there's gonna add like five more. Uh, yes, I I I hope to God they don't. I mean, I hope they don't do that. They don't need to have fifteen matches for every show. I think 10's good with what we have so far from what I'm seeing. No tag match. Not one tag match. Not even for the titles. Not one tag match. That's on the card. Right now, as of, as of this recording. As of right now, as this of, recording. As of this recording. Only f- only four matches of the 10 are f- non-title matches. That tells you that there's a lot of championships. In there's this. a lot of championships that are up on the line. There's too many championships in wow. WWE. It's so fucking stupid. It's so diluted. Uh, so let's just start top to bottom, bottom to top. Uh, Drew Gulak, who is the cruiserweight champion, takes on Orny Larkin uh, for the cruiserweight championship. I have no idea uh, what's going on on 205 Live. Uh, I'm gonna go Drew, Drew Gulak. Why not? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that one. I can't see Drew Gulak losing the belt anytime soon. And Drew Gulak is a stud, by the way. He is. He is like Zack Saber Junior esque. Uh, the way that he can just twist people into pretzels um drew gulak is awesome and he can he can he can go strong style if he needs to he can go technical he can do some high flying stuff drew gulak is a stud and it, 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 it's real sucks it sucks because i feel like a lot of exposure for the 205 guys is going to be on the pay-per-views themselves and more often than not they tend to be on the pre-show and you know that that really that sucks as well. I don't get why WWE can't just put them, have them on SmackDown or Raw, do something with them. Nobody is watching Two Hundred Five Live, so when you put these guys out here, they're gonna get silence. They're gonna get dick. They're gonna get Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar raw treatment, where they don't care. Um, they can do all the high spots, but everyone does high spots now, right? Um, so it doesn't make a difference. There's no reason for this cruiserweight to be its own thing. Wake up, WWE, because I, I could see how you wanted to try to cater to these AEW indie marks or whatever, but what you're really doing is just handcuffing these guys to not have greater success. And that is the bottom line because A3K said so. Ooh, is that, was that a shoot? I think that's you, a straight shoot, that's brother. That's a straight shoot, brother. That's a straight shoot, brother. Oh, man. You know what? Typically, WWE, they want to have the, hardest, the hottest match to start off SummerSlam. Why not just have the Cruiserweight guys go off why not have them start off in the beginning? Because no one cares about them. It makes sense that they're going to be on the pre-show because no one cares about 205 Live. But make them care by having them go out there first and put on a performance. Don't just have the world title go on there first because I that they, they just cheapens the world title even more by doing that. I, I've, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Do not have the world title be, be your start-off show. Do not kick the show off with the world title. It worked at WrestleMania when Seth beat Brock for the Universal title. That I'm okay. You know what? I'm okay with looking back at it in hindsight. They did the right move, but they should not be doing that all the time. Have you realize that the world title means shit now, right? It, it's the right. universal title, their main title. You're right. It's basically the big gold belt of Jace. E- either way, but either either belt, like neither WWE title or the universal title, should ever start off the show. That should be their main event belts right there. Absolutely, uh, you're 100 correct. Uh, but who do you got in this match? We got to hurry up because we're. I don't. Gu- get I said the... Gulak. Sorry. Okay, Gulak. Gulak. Yeah. 
All right. After that, we have Trish Stratus, hometown girl, versus Charlotte Flair, the legend killer. Um, I and this one, I gotta go Charlotte Flair on this one. Um, I don't see Trish. Trish Stratus isn't coming back. She actually already went out on top in her first retirement. Her next retirement, she needs to go back looking at the lights. Yes, I mean that's that's the reason why they have uh, they have Trish here. I think she's there to put Charlotte over. Exactly, it makes it makes sense. Um, I think it's also determined whether or not what's left in the tank for Trish. She wants to prove to herself that she can still go, um, and I think she could still go. But I think she's going to go down to Charlotte. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh huh. After that, we have Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, this is going to be a squash match. Quick. Um, Dolph Ziggler should not win this match. Um, even though I love Dolph Ziggler. Shouts out to Dolph Ziggler. I met you at the Comic-Con. Really cool guy. Uh, but, you know, Goldberg is gonna is here to redeem himself after that stinker that he put out in Saudi Arabia. So, Goldberg for the win. Absolutely. And this this match should not go on more than um, more than four minutes. No, because he's going to get blown up r- real quick, brother. And maybe concuss himself. Who knows? Oh, God. I hope on the not. door, on the way out, on the ring post. Don't chance it, Goldberg. Just come out, spear Jack Hammer, go home. After that, we have AJ Styles. Go the United States champion. Did you know that? Did you do you remember that he had that? I forgot. He is the current United States champion. Yes. Uh, versus Ricochet. Um, Ricochet teamed with the New Day, and I call them the New Shay. New Shay. I like I like that right you know, there. I'm pretty quick with it. It's a New Shay. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, as much as I love Ricochet, I think they need to keep the OC strong, and uh, keep that title. Keep them having all the gold. And still keep kicking ass. Maybe Ricochet can create his own group of friends, and they can, you know, go head to head with them. But until then, um, I don't see. I don't. I see outside interference playing a factor in this, and AJ Styles uh, retaining the championship. I agree with you on the fact that they should definitely keep this group strong. However, I'm gonna differentiate from you. Finally, finally, and. Finally, I'm gonna go with Ricochet on this one. I think they're gonna put the belt back on him. I don't think it's a. Sm- I don't think it's a good idea to hop potato the belt and switch it up uh, back what, and forth between the two. That's that's why I, I pick an AJ too. But yeah, go on. But I feel like they are gonna put the belt back on Ricochet. I feel like they're gonna have they're gonna give him his uh, moment at, at SummerSlam. It'd be a great moment. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think that might be the case, and then. Um, put AJ back in that main event picture because I think they need to put him in that main event picture. Um, Question remains whether or not it, I think it's all going to determine whether or not on on the main event match, which is uh, Brock and Seth, that's going to be the last match that's going to go on, in my opinion. Yep. But we'll see what happens. But I'm but for, as far as this match goes, I'm definitely going with Ricochet. All right. Up next, we have Finn Balor, non demonized, versus Bray Wyatt, fiendized. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> you got to give it to Bray Wyatt. It's his first first match coming back as the fiend. And I I see Finn Balor going out to that mandible claw. You know, you feel me? Um, Balor is great. Um, I don't know where he's been, um, but he's gonna be fighting Bray Wyatt. And uh, isn't he the IC champion right now? Who's the IC champion right now? Nakamura. Nakamura. Where the fuck has Nakamura been? He's he's not even on the card. That's so sad. Not only for Nakamura, but for the title itself. But for the IC champion, you as well. look at classic IC title matches at SummerSlam. You like SummerSlam was for the IC title. Um you, you think of Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect, Perfect right off the bat. You think of Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio. Um you think Bret Hart versus British Bulldog. Yeah, dude. And that match headlined SummerSlam in 92. Wembley Stadium. Um uh, who was it? 
was it Bret Hart that had a, a, a the flu? No. Um, it was a Davy Boy. Someone was really sick. No, uh, Davy Boy was fucked up. He was he was he was smoking crack the past. Uh, oh shit! He was, smoking, he was on a crack binge uh, the past couple days, and um, shout out to Solid Monster as well because he he broke it down in his uh, top ten SummerSlam um, matches of all time, and. When he was breaking down this match, he went into the history behind the match. And um, you can also read this in Brett's book. Essentially, he said that Bulldog was all fucked up on crack. He was smoking crack with Jim Neidhart. And that Fuck. he could not remember the match. So Brett had to carry um, Bulldog throughout the match. And that's why Bret Hart is one of the best wrestlers of all time. Um, the fact that he could carry someone that's on crack yes. to a fucking five-star match is insane. Uh, Bret Hart doesn't get his due as much as, you know, pe- people he talk about great wrestlers. He doesn't get enough love. Bret Hart usually isn't in that conversation because he's he was so great, you forget about. Like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but he was so great, like, instead of being, like, a show-off, he was, a, like, a, a real wrestler, you know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, where you get guys that are more charismatic and flamboyant, like a Shawn Michaels or a Hulk Hogan or an Austin uh, Bret Hart, I don't think he gets the, the just due that he deserves. Anyways, that was a tangent. Who do you got in this one, Dick? You going Bray Wyatt? I'm going to go with The Fiend on that one. There's no... Um, if if The Fiend loses, if Bray Wyatt loses, then they need to quit They need to quit trying with him because they have no... They're, they're not, they don't care about him. They don't care about this gimmick or him for that matter. They need to have The Undertaker, The Phenom versus Bray Wyatt. The Fiend on. Ooh. I just made that up right now. Yeah, you did. Anyways, uh, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. If Owens loses, he will quit WWE and go to AEW. And I think based on that stipulation, he's gonna win. Exactly. There's well, no why way. would why would you do why would you put the stipulation in it? One, Shane McMahon can't keep can't keep getting one over on the baby on the baby faces because if you look at what happened when they try to do that Shane versus Miz feud and Shane ended up winning, who gives a fuck about the Miz now? I, I didn't give a fuck about the Miz after that. Before and or after, really. Um, you you know what, though? What they though? built up Miz during that feud where they... I actually did believe in him. Like, they made him semi-credible. But when they decided to do that finish at WrestleMania, that just... Whatever credibility that Miz had as a babyface just went out the window. You know, one thing that I noticed about the Miz, he can't get over it by himself. He needs someone to help him. Whether it's Shawn Michaels, who's who's was there for the contract signing, or Ric Flair, or Maurice, or John Morrison, or anybody else, Miz can't R-Truth. get over on his own. Our truth, Miz cannot get over on his own. Even though he does cut some of the best promos within the company, yeah, but he has Dan O'Brien to play off of, who's the best wrestler in, in WWE. Remember, remember a year ago that was going to be uh, a lot of a lot of people's minds. That was going to be uh, the the WWE title match. Oh, that was going to be awesome at WrestleMania. That oh, would have been awesome. Oh my God, how have things changed? Yeah. Now the I mean, they're it not almost even felt on like ten years ago. They're not even on SummerSlam. No, it almost felt like ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, what what could have been? I think didn't they blow that match off at like a Raw or something? I think they did. Or a sma- probably a SmackDown, <laughs> probably a SmackDown, yeah. probably a two hundred five live, and that could and that was WrestleMania. That was a WrestleMania match waiting to happen. Yeah. Um. Anyways, up next, um, you went you went Kevin Owens too, right? Yes. Okay. After that, we got Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. 
Um, I'm going to go Kofi on this one. I think he's going to get, you know, after all the shit talking and the holding back that Randy Orton did in the past, which is a straight shoot, brother. Um, I'm going to go Kofi. He's going to get that win back at Redemption. And Randy Orton's been on vacation for this whole buildup, so he doesn't really care anyways. It wouldn't make much sense for uh, Randy to beat Kofi, especially if he has, hasn't been on TV for, uh, really in a long time. But more importantly, if when Kofi does beat Randy, it makes him more of a legitimate champion because he's beaten someone who's held the WWE title multiple times, who's an established champion, who's an established star. Yeah, like you said, he's never beat a former WWE champion. And oh, I, wait, actually, no. You said something to the effect of he's never... Because he beat Dan O'Brien. Right. But after that, though, like what were his title defenses against? Against Dolph Ziggler, against Kevin Owens... And KO, he, yes, Mojo, he did, and Mojo. I mean, basically anyone who is not an established, who is not an established WWE champion. Um, KO, yes, you could say he won the Universal Title, but he just was not at that level. He was not like at the upper tier of Randy Orton is John Cena yes, level. You know yes. what I mean? Um, and I think Randy Orton's here to do the job. I uh, I agree with you on that. Someone's gonna beat Kofi, but it's not gonna be Randy. Uh, so we're both going Kofi on that one. Right. Okay. After that, this one's going to be kind of weird. Uh, Bailey versus Ember Moon for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, I really like Ember Moon. I think Ember Moon is ready for the title. Are you ready to pull the trigger on Ember? I th- I think I think I would pull the trigger on Ember on this match. Uh, Bailey really hasn't done anything with the title, um, and I think Ember would be exciting to see hold that championship. So I'm going to go Ember Moon on this one. It could be a backfire, and Bailey wins, and you know we hug everybody. Everybody, excuse me, um, but em- I think Ember Moon's gonna come out on top on this one. I'm gonna actually go with Bailey on this one. I'm gonna actually differentiate from you again, and I don't, I don't think, I don't. I mean, as great as Ember Moon is, I just, I don't know. I think they're saving uh, that chap, that change for someone else. Actually, you're right. Vince can't have too many black champions. <laughs> There's a quota. <laughs> we have one. Yeah, we got one. Um, no, but joking aside, though, I I just I don't think it's ready. I don't think Ember's quite there yet. I mean, she should be there. I think she, I think she should be there. Honestly, her entrance is awesome. Yes, her finisher is awesome. Her in ring work. Look, go back and watch that match with Natalia She's before solid. it broke down. It was a good match. Um, I th- I don't know, but you're right. I mean, Bailey is an established star, so you're right on that part. But I think if they're gonna make Ember Moon a big deal, why not? Why not SummerSlam? And I agree with you on that. I I agree with you on that. But logic tells you Bailey. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm still sticking with Ember, my girl. Go for it. Uh, after that, we have Amber, Amber Lynch. <laughs> Amber Becky Lynch. <laughs> Amber Lynch. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Natalia, Canada girl, uh, for the Raw Women's Championship. Who do you got for this one, Dick? I keep saying all the first ones. I'm sorry, dude. No, no, it's all good. And uh, keep this in mind. This is going to be a submission match. Oh, yeah. So, we ha- so this is gimmicked. The armbar versus the sharpshooter. Sharpshooter, oh man, you know, I, I just like with Bailey, I don't, I, I see Becky still retaining the belt. I don't see Natalia as a credible threat to the Raw Women's Champion. So I'm gonna go with Becky on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also going Becky on this one. C- Canada is gonna take some L's tonight. Uh, Toronto can't win everything. Let uh, me let me ask you a question. Uh huh. Do you think Becky's gonna boot out of the building? No, no, I think. I think Natalia is actually going to get booted out of the building. Oh, really? Uh, there's no heat to Natalia. There's no. There's nothing that makes even though me she's think uh, even though she's from Canada. 
even though she's from Canada, I mean, obviously the the Heart Foundation music is going to play and people are going to pop. Um, but I don't see them doing a Rock Hogan kind of deal. I think it's going to be uh, maybe Natalia's going to get cheered, not going to get booed, but Becky Lynch is going to get put over huge. Okay, I, I, I you think I, Becky Lynch is going to get booed? You know, I don't. I I think there might be some small pockets of booze, but not overwhelming. The, and the reason why I I ask that is because. Whenever there's a huge event that's in that's in Canada, especially in Toronto, it's um, they the, the announcers love to say Bizarro Land. We're in Bizarro that's Land, so that's usually to cover up the fact that they boo the people that no one likes, right? And um, it's I mean, and it usually happens in 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 Canada. It happens in Toronto. Toronto's usually the epicenter of that. So that, that's the reason why I asked that question. I wanted to bring it up is whether or not if Becky's going to get booed. I don't think she. I mean, she she'll get booed, but I think small pockets. I don't see it like overwhelming. Um, now, the match in which I'm gonna see overwhelming boos is gonna be the main event between Brock and Seth. Before we get to that, I was gonna ask a question. Sure. Do you think Ronda Rousey comes out, costs Becky the title, and then we're back on Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch, the real money match? They need Ronda. This whole division needs Ronda. They need Ronda. Yeah. I mean, and this goes to show you that Becky definitely needs Ronda more than any anyone else because Ronda, for all we say about her throughout the show, you know, she's she's not a great wrestler, um, which honestly, for her being in the business for, for, for a year, she's done pretty well for the most part. Except for her promos. Promos, they could, use a, they could definitely use a lot of work, um, and I think she would benefit from a manager. If she had a mouthpiece, Paul Heyman, perfect. It would have been a perfect mouthpiece for her. But outside of that, though, she was the MVP of the women's uh, division. She made the women's division. She made Becky Lynch more absolutely more, more of a of a box office draw just by proxy. Um, the fact that everyone didn't like Ronda. Well, actually, no. At the time, people were were on board with in, Ronda. In the in the beginning, when Ronda first came to WWE. They were on board with her. They were they were cheering for her. They were actually supportive of her. But as time went on, people started turning on Ronda, and I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that her promos, her not only were her promos, but I think a lot of people saw Attitude. right through her. They saw right through that for sure. I could see that happening too. There's got to be some kind of swerves on this. It can't just be cut cookie cutter like we're calling it. You know, and um, I I, I think this is where they should not have cashed in the money in the bank. Because I think that plays a huge factor. This would have been a great opportunity to have that um, hanging over the fact that um, we think it's just going to be cookie cutter. Oh, this this person's going to win. That person's going to. There's no like. There's nothing hanging over the head of everything. You know what I mean? Right. There's no uh, mind flayer above Hawkins in in a sense, um, where something's always looming overhead. Um, we'll see. I don't know. That's just fantasy booking a little bit, you know, trying to make it spicy. Just got to spice it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, uh, ghost peppers. After that, we have the main event, most likely, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. What do you think the f- odds are that people just turn on this match altogether? I think they're going to turn on Seth. I, I, I think I'm, I think we're going to see the beginning of, um, well, actually, we saw the beginning of the fans turning on Seth uh, with his promo this past Monday. Yes. And the fact that he's in Canada... Bizarro land. It's Bizarro land, and then also another thing to consider is that Brock does live in Canada. Technically, he lives in North De- or Wisconsin, 
but he owns so much land it extends into Canada. It extends into Canada, yeah. But I, I, I even when he was in the UFC, because they did advertise him as from being from Canada. Yeah. So but either way, though, um, by proxy, Brock is um, is is a Canadian, and this is where the Bizarro Land is going to come into, into into effect, where they're going to boo the hometown hero. In this case, would be Brock, and then they're going to um, I'm sorry, they're going to cheer for Brock, and then they're going to boo for Seth. I said Wisconsin. It's Minnesota, right? Minnesota. I mean, either or. Having said that, though, I still think that Brock is going to retain the belt. And I mean, what do you do with Seth on this one, though? Like, you, like I, I think it was set up so Seth would win the title back at SummerSlam. I think that's always been on Vince's mind. But I feel like after the interaction that happened last week. Vince is going to flip the script and just be like, fuck it. We're going to keep it on Brock and maybe Braun will be healthy he's gotta, soon. Or he's got to have cold feet after this. I, I think so, too. He's got to have cold feet after that promo. And the way Vince has been booking these shows the past couple weeks where he's been changing the script right before they go on air, it wouldn't surprise me if they kept the belt on Brock. That's why I'm going to go with Brock on this one, too. Who could challenge Brock? Roman again? There's no... And that just goes to show you the thinness of... It's thinner than my hair. I mean, that's a joke. Um, <laughs> it's so thin up top in the main event. Um, who else can challenge, really? The, 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 AJ they, again, they, Daniel again. They they blew their load. I mean, they should have just kept. They should have kept the briefcase on Brock. I mean, because if they're if I've said this before and I'll say it again, they should have kept the briefcase on Brock, have him cash in on Kofi. And then that way, when when SmackDown on Fox debuts, you have Brock as a WWE champion, and you have him be as the main guy on SmackDown. Exactly, Mundo, because uh, now they they don't have anybody else for Brock. Any, anybody, and that that could be another reason why they put the title on Seth, and he gets booed out of the building at the end of the night, is because they don't have anybody else that can go against Brock. They have nobody. They they have. I mean, who are they going to build him up right now? Who? I mean, who? who 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 who? I'm trying to think right now, and I don't. I don't know anybody. I ninety-one on the main roster, unless they unless they they, they Joe I, Joe and Brock would be fucking awesome. Joe Joe and Brock would be great, but, but Joe would we've lose. already seen that before, and um, that last match when they did, Joe ate one F five and that was it. That was on Raw, right? Or no? That was that was a pay per view. That was you're on right, a pay per view. Right, that was right. on a pay per view. I forgot about that. And I have no desire to see that match again. And I I'm and I, is Joe on SmackDown or is he on Raw? Or it doesn't even. It, I it mean, doesn't, it, it doesn't matter at this point. Fuck it, Kevin Owens versus Brock Lesnar. You could even do that. I mean, that's that's the next best babyface that they have. As far as on the main roster goes, I mean, yeah, uh, I can't think of anyone else on the main roster. I mean, fuck it, Gargano loses the title hell, to take over if, and if goes you want against Brock Lesnar. You could do that. You could build up Gar- John. You could build up Johnny Gargano for that. No, they can't do that. Or in one day. they can't shotgun it like that. They can go Matt Riddle. I mean, Matt Riddle's talked about wanting to dethrone Brock. Maybe this is what they're building up for. Aleister Black? Or Matt Black? I mean, I don't know at this point. I mean, we're just speculating. Imagine the Fiend going off on Brock Lesnar. You could even do that. That would be cool. You could even do that. I think I think we're almost out of gas here, brother. We are. Oh, almost oh, at the, this is wow. the longest podcast. Number 69, the longest podcast and put me over podcast. Why would you want to do a short podcast? Why would you oh, do a short 69? It's it got to be, be a long. long 69. Long and hard, brother. You take care of me, I take care of you. We all win. The it's a perfect meal for two. It is. 
That's going to do it for us today, guys. Thank you so much for listening, downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. We're available on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Pornhub, YouTube, wherever you find your podcast, you can find us alive and well. Make sure you follow our Instagram at Put Me Over Podcast. Uh, we usually post cool shit. Uh, make sure you follow the Born to Botch podcast, uh, Born to Botch Instagram as well. Uh, follow me. My name's at a, It's Me A3K. You might already be following me. Uh, we got Dick Not Safe for Work, NSFW. That's right. On the Instagrams. And uh, thank you so much. Hope you guys have a great rest of the week of wrestling it's a lot guys if this podcast length tells you anything it's gonna tell you that there's a lot to fucking talk about this week so we will be back next week we have a special guest lined up ready to go we are the put me for podcast and we are the new 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 world order professional podcasting and we will see you next week